It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 10.30. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, Parker. Utah! Give me two! This is Utah Give Me Two. This is our second episode, Wayne. Um, yep. What kind of uh, lessons did you learn for the first one? How are you feeling about this? Um, you know, I I learned a lot from the first one. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> I learned a lot about, you know, how we feel about Bodie. Um, <laughs> but I think the uh, I think just listening to us talk was was good. I think just getting one out there is sometimes the hardest thing to do, you know? And so I'm glad we did yeah, that. Just We're producing art, so I mean, nothing less. We said it, so it's true. No. <laughs> um, so you clicked on the episode title. You already know this is a Christmas episode. This is Christmas. Um, we are doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Muppet Christmas Carol. Boom. Um, Wayne, can you sort of elaborate for the listeners at home what connects these two movies um yes so there is a deep deep methodical process (laughs) to why we chose these two movies in particular Mm -hmm. it's because they're our two favorite christmas movies and they're connected by wow christmas you got there so succinctly i'm you're Mm -hmm. really pulling this off okay okay great (laughs) So, um, before we get into it, mm-hmm. what have you been up to since the last episode? Uh, well, I'm still playing God of War Ragnarok. That has not changed. I'm 40 hours <laughs> in and loving every minute of it. Um, but uh, I noticed today, December 1st, a shit ton of trailers dropped today uh, for movies that we will probably not watch. <laughs> well, go over them. What what are the ones that you loved? Um, okay, so there were four, um, four big ones. So we had Cocaine Bear was the first one. That one actually came out yesterday, but <laughs> I heard uh, about this at work today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know the internet viral video where a bear snorted a shit ton of cocaine and went insane, or I don't know if it's a viral video or a story or whatever. That's the premise of the movie. That's what we've achieved in 2022 <laughs> this sounds like an onion article that got turned into a real thing but continue. i completely agree um and then we got uh so that's probably the least interesting to me and then we have probably uh third on my list which is guardians of the galaxy volume three i didn't even watch the trailer mm-hmm. i can probably tell you there's some shit that happens in it there's a bad guy lots of color and some 70s music and Insert funny line here. Right. Insert quippy dialogue. Thor is probably in it, right? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you should watch the trailer. I haven't watched the trailer yet. <laughs> I'm just going in totally blind on this. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so that's third. Second of those four is um, Transformers. Uh, what is it? War of the Beast or something like that. Um, dude who the fuck knows I don't know <laughs> but the the reason I'm interested in it is I grew up watching the Beast Wars cartoon mm-hmm. CG cartoon and uh, was like okay cool cool alright 
All right. And then probably the one I'm most interested in is... Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going pause before you get into the last one. Yes. Uh, Transformers. Shout out to my boy. Remember Morgan? Do you remember Morgan <gasps> Wayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Morgan because he put me on the whole beast, like... Be- what are the what are the beast transformers called? Um, they're not Decepticons or or oh, Autobots. They're like no. called like yeah, because it's Optimus Prime. Anim- yeah. But anyways, um, one of his like work passwords um was Grimlock, which was oh the, my god, I think the Tyrannosaur. And he told me that one day, and it was pretty fucking funny. So, Morgan, I don't, if that's still one of your passwords, you better fucking change it, bro. Yeah, dude, because now on. everybody knows. <laughs> and if it's for LastPass <laughs> okay. especially, like, LastPass just got hacked, so. <laughs> so, uh, okay, um, last last movie. Okay. Because I'm kind of excited about this franchise, probably not the movie. <laughs> okay, so this one <laughs> is Indiana Jones and the Dial of damn he's at it again it is harrison ford they have put him together with glue and prayer and a little (laughs) tobacco and cocaine whiskey cocaine um yeah it looks fun uh i they did say already like beforehand they're like guys we digitally made him younger and put his face on other stuntmen's face Uh. like they already are like, oh yeah, and you can see it in the trailer, man. You're like, there's no way, yeah. Harrison Ford hopped on a horse and ran down a subway in a horse and then jumped out of the subway's mm-hmm. way. Pretty sure that was impossible. That would be impossible at his age. He's been so hit or miss with his shit. I know. Lately, lately, for, yeah. for, to clarify, lately, lately, his early career, one of the best, one yeah. of the best. Um, yeah. I'm sure at some point we're going to do Last Crusade. It's oh, yeah. one of our favorite movies. One of our favorites. Uh, it's got to be a future episode. That's going to be on the fucking roster. Oh, um, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love. That is the near and dear to my heart. That entire franchise. Same. Amazing. Same. Third one to Sean Connery. is It takes it to a complete 10. Um, okay. So um, I got a Christmas tree last weekend. You did? That's That's what I've been on. Guess how much I paid for it? It was a real tree, and it's uh, eleven feet tall, so not even that big. Um, I'm gonna go going price. Uh, first, did you haggle? No, I didn't haggle at all because you can't at this lot. Oh, okay. Well, that's stupid and non-American. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas story taught me better. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Continue. Anyway, sorry. It is the season. Um. I would say what uh, like forty bucks. I paid a hundred and eighty dollars for this tree. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. So we get them. We get them from Mora trees. Shout out to Mora, New Mexico. Oh yeah. And they're they're New Mexican trees. Okay. And they barely lose any needles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've lost one needle so far. Um, because they grow here, so they're they're used to it. They're used they to it. They don't drop yeah. all their leaves. They're not some fucking Costco tree. Right. Hashtag exactly. all disrespect to Costco Christmas trees. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. So they uh, <laughs> um, they had a fire there recently, and um, 
a lot of their stock, oh, so to speak, was gone. That's too bad. So it was just in normal inflation, press, their supply went down. Wow. And uh, you're stuck with idiots like me who paid almost $200 for a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get after it. Uh, fuck, I don't regret it either. It smells amazing. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. It was a beautiful tree, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful tree. I'll throw up a pick on the social of the tree. Right. And you guys can all drag me to filth mm-hmm. for my tree and my overpaying bullshit. But that's okay. I love it. It's the Christmas spirit. That's right. This is um, what Christmas is about, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, decorated it. We got Christmas cards going out. Wayne, you're going to get one real soon. Oh, you're going to get a Christmas. You're going to get a fucking Christmas card, dude. I took a picture with the animals and everyone has matching PJs. (laughs) That's stupid. Me, Andrea, (laughs) Richard, Teddy, Artemis, all in the same. Just. And you're going to love it. It's great. I am going to love it. And it's probably going to go right next to all your other Christmas cards or you're still on the fucking fridge. (laughs) Right on the fridge. (laughs) Uh, okay, so let's get into it. We are doing two of these movies. Uh, first up on the docket, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. To be jolly, la 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 After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? <laughs> eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Um, we're doing this one first. Just we did the coin toss, and we're doing it first. Yeah. Um, so this is written by John Hughes. Mm-hmm. This was adapted from a sequel that he wrote for the National Lampoon magazine called Christmas 59, which was a sequel to Christmas 58, 
Are you following me? I'm so following. Far? Yes. I know this is a little tricky. So this is the sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Christmas '59. Christopher Columbus was initially slated to direct this, mm-hmm. but he and Chevy mm-hmm. had some beef right away, and he just walked away. Oh, okay. Not sure if you know this, but Chevy Chase is in raging asshole. Oh yeah, um, one, no one in Hollywood likes him. No, one hundred percent. No, we know that. I I love him to death, but I have heard all the <laughs> horror stories. I've learned a lot about him in the last five or so years, and it kind of it almost dampens this movie a little bit for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. We're getting through it. Cause, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Chris Columbus stepped away, and then he ended up getting director for Home Alone, penned by Hughes. John Hughes also. Yes. So let's get right into it. Some of the story beats. The intro scene. Uh, right away, this scene is amazing because my dad, shout out to my dad if he ever listens to this episode, which he won't, <laughs> but he used to. He used to antagonize bad drivers a lot. And he himself was and is a bad driver. Um, so this scene hits hard. Yeah. Um, but do you didn't have it, this. It is near and dear to my heart. This scene yeah. hasn't happened to you in real life, though. Almost. Almost. Right up to a certain Except point. Except for the going underneath a log truck. Because, you know, that didn't happen. But everything until that scene has almost happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good role model for driving. I can't believe I'm <laughs> such a... Right away, we got a one of my favorite quotes from the movie coming right after this when they pick up their Christmas tree. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, that right, th- right away, the, the tone for the entire movie, I think, is set. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's one of those scenes that um, it kind of paints the whole picture for the movie right away. And uh, you get a real great insight into the entire Griswold family. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, we, see, we, see Clark at, we see Clark at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote down in my watch notes that I had that Tasmanian Devil coffee cup. No way. Yeah. Did you really? I had it. It wasn't ceramic. It was like kind of squishy plastic. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. Squishy plastic. Um, yeah, and I think it was a McDonald's cup or something. Oh. God, I don't know. It was some from it was a fast food place. Yeah. Um, but it was a coffee cup and uh I don't think I the just, the kids you know, of nowadays know how um over uh used the Tasmanian devil was in our day. He was in everything. He was on everything, like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why was it just him too, and not the entire Looney Tunes no, roster? He's just uh, Tasmanian it's Devil. Really weird, right? I know. And it he His was agent like was incredible. He got him product placement deals. Everywhere. Oh, all over, all over. And for some reason, he just like <laughs> spoke to the rednecks too. They loved him. Like, tattooed him. <laughs> him and Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Elmer Fudd, too. You would yeah. see one on one side of the F 150, the other on the other side, stickers on the back. And then don't forget the Calvin peeing on either the Ford or the Chevy or the whatever truck you hated logo. Exactly. Yes. 
That's a standard. Yeah, I think that Calvin just came King. on it. I think that just came on trucks. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after that, we got we get to meet um, Clark's boss, who is played by Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, l- love him, love him, killing it in another one of my other favorite Christmas movies, Scrooge, mm-hmm. um, playing Bill Murray's dad. Um, he's one of those. He's one of those guys that. Uh, you have seen a million times and just didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I th- I had seen him in so many movies, and then like I watched Caddyshack like later on in life, and realized mm-hmm. that he was the like leader of the caddies. Yeah, it was like what? I don't know. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, so then we have the uh, the kiss his ass, kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas! As they're all, all the executives are walking into that meeting, they're like room. marching into the um, meeting room. The longer and longer I'm alive, the harder that scene hits. Because <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, he doesn't like his boss." That's kind of funny. But then it be, kind of becomes a truth. Yeah, as you yeah. Get older, you're like, "Wow, I really do kind of say that shit yeah. too." Under my breath. Oh yeah. You know? Um. So it's great. Um. The next next note I got is the uh, scene, uh, right? So the entire extended Griswold family is arriving, and that slow mo, oh yeah, 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 doorbell scene where it's going ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ding. <laughs> and uh, the parents arrive, and, and no one wants the, to get to the yeah, door because the, they know once they're opening that box, it's, it's it, man. The kids are like putting that cat back in there. <laughs> you can see it. Like the kids are just lounging, doing their thing, and they're like, "Fuck, here it uh, goes." <laughs> there goes the yeah. end of my fun time. <laughs> yeah, that that frenzy of activity as soon as yes. everyone steps yeah. in the door. Oh, um, you, you, you. Yeah, they they pulled a pint of fluid yeah. out of my back, Clark. I got hemorrhoids. Hey, is this is this is this changing color? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it is because you're touching it, <laughs> and that. <laughs> yeah, that look on Russ's face as oh, yeah. the, the grandma swoops in away, you know, to rub her boils, um, priceless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, Jonathan Galecki plays Russ, and he went on to be super famous on Big Bang Big Theory. Big Bang right? Theory, yep. Yep. He was on Roseanne before that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was, was on, on Roseanne. Roseanne. Yep. But then, yeah, I mean, that's where he hit superstardom was Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. But everything I was uh, reading about it um, was that everyone loved Galecki. They loved the kid actor who played Russ. Yeah. They said he was way ahead of his time. Um, very mature for his age. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> he's probably my favorite Russ. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's different in every damn movie. They they always replace him. It's kind of a running gag with those. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he he's definitely the the best. He's Russ. the best, Russ. Um, the next note I got is that when they go to decorate outside that light strand, and Clark says he'll be out there for the rest of the winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is, uh, you know, right then that kind of clicked that there's a lot of things in this movie um, that my my wife does. Oh yeah. Um, yeah the the getting away yeah um, she yeah. likes to uh sort of busy herself elsewhere sometimes ah. to not engage with family yes and yes. um 
you know, it's a, it's a kind of a big brain move. Yeah. Um, but on the positive side, she holds shit down though. She does yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Next I am getting a segment alert. Segment alert. Segment alert. <laughs> segment alert. <laughs> are you, Wayne, uh-huh. are you a Clark, Cousin Eddie, or neighbor Todd? Um, I already know what you are. I just want to know if you're going to be truthful here. Oh, shit. Really? Uh, I probably... Yeah, I have these lanterns locked and loaded. I... Um, I lean towards a Todd. <laughs> I lean towards a Todd. Uh, that was hard for you to say. It was. You're going to have to pull that video clip of you. Don't send that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to admit that you're a Todd. I know. We're, yeah. Is that what you were thinking I was? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Me too. We're both Todds. Um, everyone wants to be a Clark or even an Eddie. Or um, even an Eddie, but I'm not an Eddie. I'm yeah, I'm a Todd. Most of us, are, if we're being honest with ourselves, are Todd. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're that yuppie class that Clark and his uh, middle class existence hates. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. I mean, think about it. Would Clark or Eddie have a podcast? Todd would. Todd would have a podcast. If we're being honest, Todd would have a podcast. Yeah. Clark and Eddie. Clark would not and have Eddie a would not have a podcast. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right? Good point. Yeah. Locked in. Done. Yeah. Truth. <laughs> Final answer. Todd. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I was watching the movie and, um, you know, I mentioned before that my wife likes to jump away yeah, from yeah. things in family gatherings. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the movie. I kept looking at her and I'm like, you know what? You're kind of Ellen. <laughs> um <laughs> low key holding it down yeah yeah but also low key in misery at family uh-huh. gatherings yeah and uh yeah just fucking ellen <laughs> wait are you smoking looking. again <laughs> no mother <laughs> she just chopped the lettuce <laughs> so yeah um, i could see that i could see andrea being low key Helen. right yeah yeah right yeah, totally yeah the uh that stuck in the attic scene <laughs> it's one of my favorite um, scenes is one of my favorite like <laughs> tell me tell me about that because i wrote i wrote down a bunch about this scene oh my and, god um, i love this it's scene like too. back to back back to back like humor in that scene for me one mm-hmm. the fact that he gets stuck in the attic is hilarious he finds that old ass present that's <laughs> like in the yeah. back there to mother's day like yeah 1984 yeah, or just, something. yeah. <laughs> and then he hits his head when he's trying to like alan Alan! He's calling out, you know, from the uh, from that attic window. I don't even know what that's called. Yeah. Um, and then when he's like walking back and forth, the fucking p- wood pillars getting, you know, yes. smacked in his face. Uh, all leading up to this super tender moment where it's just like, oh, wow, this is yes. like really nice. <laughs> that's what I wrote down too is that, you know, that scene with Ray Charles music playing as he watches the home movies is one of the more tender and uh, earnest parts of the movie. Um, and fun fact that reel mm-hmm. that he pulls out is labeled Christmas 59, <laughs> which the story John Hughes wrote that. based on. Look at that. Yeah. That's a little fun fact for you. So that was like a movie within a movie. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it was it was a little it was a nice little reference that the the writer had. You know, his his signature, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, the next beat I wrote down is when the lights don't work. You remember he's trashing the Santa and the reindeer because he forgets that he has that switch turned off with like the bajillion plug. Yeah, yeah. All his exterior lights. Yeah. Um, he broke his pinky there. Oh my god! When he's that really? Out. He kept going. So honestly, everyone likes to talk about you know Tom Cruise when he broke his ankle and whatever, and he kept going. <laughs> Chevy Chase did it first. So <laughs> I was, you know, I was singing that when he walked walked over and like punched the Santa. I was like, mm-hmm. that probably fucking hurt. Like. I would yeah. not have done that. Like, yeah, he did that. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, for the scene, he did it and for us. He, he did. He sacrificed his body. Yes, for cinema. Yeah. Um, another fun fact here: the Griswold family home, mm-hmm. directly next to the Murtaugh family home from the Lethal Weapon <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Remember that house that gets blown up with Danny Glover? Yeah, where he gets like Literally put on the right toilet seat, right? Can't get up off the yes. toilet seat. Yeah. Yes. So both of these homes are on the Warner Ranch. This is a property in Burbank. Um, and both of these properties 100 feet away from the Friends Fountain. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. This movie's bringing too much. I can see your head exploding. This is yeah. It's too much trivia. It, it's a lot of trivia. Um, I got another segment alert here. Okay. Duh, um, segment alert. Should, where should I put my feet? <laughs> Behind your ankles. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> how the fuck rich are Christmas movie families? This is my first question of three in this segment. <laughs> Okay. How rich are Christmas families? Why are they so rich? Um, it was the eighties. <laughs> Everyone was rich. Mm. <laughs> I think I thought that was just the like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just the eighties. It's like movies now. No, it like is Christmas true. families. There's just too rich. Is yeah. it like about like wealth and like bounty and and plenty? I think that's and, probably like, part of Christmas it. Christmas season is that what they're trying to do? It's that and just like America rules. This is fucking what America's like. Don't ever forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have lots of so like, it, I mean, yeah. Too yeah. much. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Uh, it got me thinking. What? No, I'm saying it got me thinking about other Christmas families like the McAllisters from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Does the dad do? What is he doing to afford, first of all, one, that fucking house? Oh, Two, I know. First class to Europe for right. everyone? Right. What is he doing? I don't know. Honestly, dude, what is he doing? That's not a rhetorical. What is he doing? <laughs> it's like I said, man, it was the 80s. Doesn't everybody just like yeah. rolling in money? Like he had a whole basement probably. I don't just, know. He just, he, Honestly, that furnace was there for him to just throw his money, extra money into after he ran out of it. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. I think he's laundering money for a mob family or something. He's, he's 100% doing like something some kind illegal. Of a yeah. Crime syndicate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, I go back. It's the 80s. Crime didn't exist in the it's 80s. It's the 80s. Right? <laughs> okay. So here's a question that does have maybe an answer. I don't know. 
Some people on the internet have tried to figure it out. How much was Griswold's bonus? Oh, yes. I have tried to think of this as well. It's about a pool, right? I mean, that's the whole genesis of this whole story is that he doesn't get this bonus to pay for this pool, to deposit on it. Yeah. How much is it? Man, I don't even know. Because, well, so he's middle class. What's What was middle class in the 80s? I don't know. Middle class doesn't exist anymore, Wayne. Well, I know that. <laughs> That's been dead. So where I'm getting at is that if you can figure out how much salary he makes, then maybe you can tie in like, maybe it was like 0.075%, mm. something like that. I would say probably yeah. like four or five thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, I had I had a more incredible figure. I think it's more like twenty grand. Is that how much pools are? Because <laughs> dude, pools are back then, I mean, they're crazy expensive now. They're like yeah, sixty, yeah. eighty grand. Right. Um back then I think it was more like maybe fifteen. Okay. Um, okay. And remember, he says, if there's money left over, which is a crazy thing to say about a bonus in the first place. Right. He's flying everyone out first class. That's got to be like another, I don't know, one or two, three grand. Yeah. I'm thinking his bonus is more like 20, bro. Okay. That makes sense. It's insane. That makes I sense. I just like, that boggles my mind. That no, that makes sense. That it- For a middle class dude, you know, I know that bonuses go way up the roster oh I'm yeah just saying in this situation that's an insane bonus that's a yeah that's an insane bonus if if it was 20k yeah and yeah. that makes sense i mean if pools cost about 15k back in the 80s yeah 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 and that was a nice pool too the one he was dreaming of that was a nice pool yeah that was a really nice that pool. had some class that can was we talk about pool. his dream sequence yeah we can cousin eddie with the the wife beater underneath so the, the whole polka dot or like leopard print. The whole <laughs> funny part about that to me is that he this is his daydream. He can do whatever he wants. And Eddie still comes in <laughs> and fucks shit up. And you can even see it on his face. Like when the camera pans back to him and he's in the window, he's just like rolling his eyes like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know i've never thought about that yeah you're right he is the painter for that scene yes and yet eddie still makes it in, <laughs> in all of his glory in all of his glory <laughs> yes because yeah. he just knows like eddie's gonna be a part of the family he's gonna be a part of the family <laughs> yeah. i mean eddie is he's like gonna be a part of the he is <laughs> he is and you know i even i like eddie is literally one of my favorite characters in this movie like i love him Mm-hmm. Um, he only is shadowed by uh, Aunt Bethany. I love both of those characters in this movie. Um, and what gets me is the whole scene with Eddie and Clark drinking from the Wally World mugs, and he's like, yes, <laughs> he like walks over and flicks the little like propeller thing, and they all come crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes up right away. Yeah, right away. Like, and he's just like, well, well <laughs> he keeps going on. You, know, I've got the daughter in the clinic getting fixed off the wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's really funny that 
you like Eddie so much because I have a question that kind of seems like it's an obvious answer right away. Yeah. But segment alert, who handles their money? Worse, Clark <laughs> or Eddie? Oh. Think about this one. Here's my pitch. I'll give you my answer. Okay. Clark. I think Clark handles his money worse. Um, so... Clark has a absolute like psychic break about not having <laughs> this bonus, whatever dollar amount it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's reliant on it. Like amazing, amazingly reliant on it. Yeah. That tells me that he's over leveraged mm -hmm. like bad. Like he's living paycheck to paycheck. You have to be, if that freaks you out that hard. Oh yeah. And not only paycheck to paycheck, he's in debt at some point because we saw how he handled his shelf, oh, yeah. himself in in Vegas vacation. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Warren Buffett. Um, no. So, and then let's not forget. Shout out to my coworker Melina here again, who buried the money in the ground to save everyone in Vegas vacation. Eddie. That's a good point. Eddie has a savings account. That is Eddie a good is, point. Eddie is there. Eddie is, I mean. And all the. Eddie's liquid. <laughs> he's living He's living in his home. He's living his best I mean, life. He doesn't have rent payments. He is. He didn't have a mortgage. Nope. And you realize that what he did to lose the money mm -hmm. was try to invest in a company that didn't work out and gave it to charity who stole it. So both of those things are so not his fault. I, <laughs> I would say Eddie is the better money man. And yeah. I know America doesn't want to hear this, but I, I think Eddie is the better. Man. Yeah. He is uh, the what happens on the other end of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Eddie's a cautionary tale. Yes, he is. Um, so those are the segments I got. The last, uh, the last note I got was kind of all about the end. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt that this movie was a, a long form essay on class warfare and like a takedown of the rich. Oh, wow! Why? Where did you? Yeah, tell me about well, that. Well, so where did okay. this theory come from? Eddie, <laughs> Eddie is clearly uh, living below the poverty line or right at it. Yeah, right? yeah. You have Clark, who is firmly middle class. Um, and then at the very end of the movie, you have the police, uh, who one of the other great lines of 300 in this movie talks to the greedy boss. Remember? Oh, yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. He says, if I had a rubber hose, I would beat you in the movie. <laughs> it just cuts, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So we have... The lower class, we have the middle class, and we have the police uniting against the greedy boss, who is clearly like a Scrooge analog, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's greedy as fuck. Even his wife thinks he's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of all the dirty, she, rotten, ways, all to the dirty buck, right? rotten ways to save a buck. Of all the dirty, rotten ways save a buck. Yeah. Yep. So I kind of feel like the ending is a low-key, powerful take on solidarity with the proletariat. You know, hashtag Karl Marx, you know? Yeah. No. Uh, I feel like this movie has no business being this profound. Um, 
because it's kind of all like locker room humor and bullshit up until the end scene. And you're like, damn. Or at least that was my take on it last night for watching it for, I don't know, the 300. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, just so I can say I've referenced it about a jillion time, it was the 80s. So, you know, down with... Oh, you know what? I'm glad you're saying that because I was trying to remember what time period this movie came out. (laughs) The 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s, but it was 89, so it was towards the end of the uh okay you're right you're right yeah you know so down with the rich <laughs> let's do your favorite quotes from the movie there's way too many oh my god what do you got you got a short list so many um little full a lot of sap i say that a lot <laughs> um also one line that cracks me up that doesn't get a lot of uh airtime is right at the beginning when they're walking and uh, Clark's Mm -hmm. like, everyone look, it's our tree. And Ellen's like, don't worry, honey. She'll see it later. Her eyes are frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her eyes are frozen. (laughs) (laughs) And then of course, you know, like all of the Eddie, like Eddie every time is just hilarious Mm -hmm. to me. How about you? So I think, uh, well, I, not that we're both Todd's, but my favorite line from the movie is a Todd line. And it's, uh, she's asking, why is the floor all wet, Todd? And he goes, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> that scene really resonates with me because it's just like a really, really preposterous scene with a insane neighbor who yeah. Clark is. Yeah not make any bones about it and it's just <laughs> yeah absolutely the way he delivers that line <laughs> he is yeah i mean he's an hoa's worst nightmare clark is oh for sure yeah 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 and todd would be the president of that hoa you know? <laughs> he, or he'd be a board member right? yeah board member maybe vice president Todd hasn't made it to president yeah. yet. He's got a little ways to go. <laughs> You're right. He hasn't. He's not that old yet. No. no. Um, and then Shitter, Shitter was full, right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's another classic. Classic one. Classic one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that, honey? The Shitter was full. <laughs> <laughs> Watching an asshole in his bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Empty a chemical toilet in my sewer. Um, so, <laughs> do you... This is one of those movies, and spoiler alert, Muppet Christmas Carol also. I don't remember seeing these movies for the first time. I don't either. They just existed. That's <gasps> what? All that I was mean. your answer? I thought you'd have a story. You told me, like, oh, I got these ready. And I was like, oh, cool. Wayne has a story about it. No story? Man, listen. You asked me to do that, <laughs> and I sat and fucking thought, and I was like, I have no me idea. Too. I have no idea. They just exist. Mm-hmm. They're just like this entity just that's exist. just here. I don't know. I think uh, that really, really, really goes to how timeless both of these movies are. Um, they're just yeah. in the subconscious. Yeah. Um, maybe that's because we were kids when they came out. Um, I think nostalgia with, sure with Christmas movies plays in quite a bit. I think that's a big hard. thing. That's why we like can I, rewatch I them can't so remember. many times. Yeah. I can't remember the first time I saw almost any classic Christmas movie. They just 
have been and always will be. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Christmas movies either. Um, most of them suck. But the ones that are good, it's just like they're on rotation oh, yeah. every year. Absolutely. You know you're watching it. Absolutely. I, you're right, man. Um, I mean, if you like, like searched for Christmas movies and then you took out mm-hmm. the dozen to 15 of the really, really good ones, you took those out. Yeah. Yeah. The others are absolute dog shit. They are bad. There's no like middle ground with Christmas movies, I don't feel. But they still do it for me. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I just watched Spirited, that new Apple movie one with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And it's a Christmas carol. Well, it's kind of a take on it. It's a take on it. And it sucks. But I had so much fun watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even hate myself for that. I was like, wow, that movie sucked. And uh, I really had a great time watching it. (laughs) It was rough, man. I mean, we paused it at an hour and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Hang on. I got to go do something else for a little bit and then we'll we'll hit this hard. (laughs) I mean, God bless Will Will Ferrell for like still trying to sing and like do singy things. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like. He must love to do it. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, I did like that joke he made about the elf costume. Yeah. That was pretty uh, funny. Towards the end of the movie. That was funny. Yeah. That um, was funny. Speaking of terrible Christmas movies, uh, me and Andrea just discovered way late to the game. Um, there is a three trilogy series of princess switch movies on Netflix. What? Uh, are you aware of these? I have not. Pull that up. They all star Vanessa Hudgens. And the premise of the movie is that her and a royalty of some fictional country look identical because they're both played by the same actress, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. And they switch, Wayne. Do you uh... get it? One of them is a princess and the other isn't. And they switch. That's interesting. I wish they had put that a little more clear in the title. Right? Yeah. And the first one is bad. And they just get worse from there. And we've watched all three. So, well, <laughs> yet again, you're terrible Christmas movies somehow doing it. Somehow doing it, man. I mean, just the fact that Hallmark exists. Like a channel for yeah. Hallmark exists. Makes it. Yeah. Makes your point valid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that poster of like all 200 or so Hallmark Christmas movies laid together? And it's like, you know, the girl is in a red sweater and the guy is in a green sweater <laughs> and they're both together. And there's always some kind of a fire element like in. Well, yeah, you got to have the warm glow. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, you got to have the warm glow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I really had. For National Lampoons, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has seen this movie 300 million times. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is my absolute favorite Christmas movie, without a doubt. Um, But a close, close, close second is the movie you're covering here. Muppet Christmas Carol, Jim Henson. Take it away. Ah. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. 
The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious and stingy and badly dressed. Humbug. It's safe for us to be up here. Ah! It's a game of prize for being me. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? This is my island in the sun. It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 light the lamp, not the rat, light the lamp, not the rat! And Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jacob Molly. Oh, that's scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share. Ah! to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. All right. We're back from peeing. Well, Sean peed. I didn't pee. He told me he was going to pee. Anyway, we're back, and we are going to talk about Muppets Christmas Carol and how much we just fucking love this movie. I mean, and love peeing. Yeah, peeing's good. I mean, it's yeah. literally something I do all the time <laughs> and is a necessity of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are going to talk Muppet Christmas Carol tonight. Sean, why do you love this movie? I absolutely love this movie. Um, this was my favorite Christmas movie for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I think I became, I don't know about cynical, but maybe a little bit more jaded or older. Yeah. I don't know. These are all synonyms in my head. Uh-huh. But that's when National Lampoons took over, probably about five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, but Muppets used to be the banger. For oh, yeah. Every year. Um. I am a low-key sucker for musicals, and this movie has amazing musical numbers. It does. It has a lot of musical and, numbers. And uh, so many. Yeah. And they're all good, honestly. They're all good. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're humming right away from the start. Yeah. Um, why I love this movie is, I think, Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens, mm. is... One of the best source materials for Christmas movies. It is arguably it is such arguably the reason we celebrate Christmas the way we do. It's such a powerful story. Yes, agree. And you know, it used to kind of not be in vogue to maybe not lean on your wealth as much. And mm-hmm. I think that sentiment is kind of coming around a little bit more especially with younger people i agree and uh i'm here for it i want to say that right mm-hmm. up right off the bat mm-hmm. um, 100%. i think this is uh, probably gonna upset some people this is the best charles dickens christmas carol adaptation by far 
Um, I really like Scrooged. Mm-hmm. I really like the Jim Carrey version. I really like the super old 1930s version mm-hmm. in black and white. This is the best. This is the best. I, I completely agree mm-hmm. with that. I was going through all the Christmas carols yeah. in my head before we, when mm-hmm. I was like watching this. And yeah, this is by far the best. Is it the most accurate? Absolutely not. It's very inaccurate. No. Yeah, very inaccurate. Lots of liberties. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of creative adjustments. Um, but mm-hmm. it's got like just the perfect little amount of Christmas to it. I think it's just, it's like, it's like the perfect hot cocoa, Sean. <laughs> it's like the Dickens story. I'm not on hot cocos anymore. You know, I'm on, uh, Andrea turned me on to Brandy Flips last night. Oh my God. So I'm on Brandy Flips. Well, this analogy doesn't yeah. work then for Brandy Flips. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but it's it's a drink that warms your heart. It, it, yeah, mean, it does. I, feel I like guess it works. But yeah. anyways, all I was gonna say, yada yada yada. Michael Caine is peppermint sprinkles. Oh shit! He is that little extra He's, in this movie yes. that takes it from ten to eleven. Ten to he? eleven, and I think it was his mentality going into this, where he tell us <laughs> in classic like Michael Caine. <laughs> I don't even think I can like do this but he was talking to brian henson son of jim henson who's directing this movie uh-huh. and he hey real quick real quick can you do your best michael kane oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do it right now actually i'm gonna <laughs> do say michael kane yeah. i'll do the michael kane voice as i'm saying his quote so he said to okay. brian henson <laughs> i'm gonna play this movie <laughs> Like I'm working with a Royal Shakespeare company. <laughs> I will never wink. I will never do anything muppetry. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it was utterly dramatic role. And there are no puppets around me. <laughs> In which Henson uh, replied, yes, bang on. And we got the best fucking Scrooge. By far, it is the best example. Shout out to your Michael Caine. I'm giving that an eight out of ten. Oh, okay. Thank you. I don't want it to let the moment to pass by. That was amazing. Oh, all right. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got the best freaking Scrooge. We got the best Scrooge because of his performance. It's yep. literally, there is more genuine degree of transformation and redemption in his character that has never been portrayed mm-hmm. before. And I am a fan of the older Christmas Carol movies. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was one that was made in 2001 with Patrick Stewart. He played Scrooge. Yeah, he played Scrooge in that one. That was a good one, too. Mm-hmm. I even watched the uh, the weird one, Robert Zemeckis one, sometimes, the animated Christmas Carol one. I just discovered there's a Scrooge TV or movie with... Um Fuck, who is the guy in Memento? The English guy. Yeah, we watched that one too. Yeah, yeah. I just I just saw that. Yeah, it was on Hulu. Three hours long? Hulu. Is it good? It's worth a watch. I don't think it's going to... It's very very dramatic. Let's just say that. Yeah. Guy Pierce. Sorry, I just remembered. Guy (laughs) Pierce. Yep. And then the the guy from um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels in... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he's in it too. <laughs> he plays uh, 
Marley. Um, all right, so back to Muppets Christmas Carol. Michael Caine, best Scrooge. There's a lot of best ofs in this movie. I feel like I, uh-huh. if you're like comparing all of the Christmas carols together, um, mm-hmm. like it's the best Christmas present. I love the Christmas present in this one. Mm-hmm. Christmas future. He's good. He is good. Christmas future, scary as shit. Christmas past yep. is the weirdest Christmas past ever. <laughs> and they they did respectfully that. disagree. I think weirdest Christmas past is the Robert Zemeckis Jim Carrey one. Oh, well, he's definitely got a weird he's voice. He's like a candle, and he's like Irish. Fucking weird, bro. I didn't even know that was Jim Carrey for the longest time. Yeah, all the ghosts in that movie. Are I Jim know, Carrey. and it was just like, yeah. it just <laughs> why do all the ghosts look like Jim Carrey? I'm because they're Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, can we talk for one second, just going all the way back to the source material, about why Scrooge is such a good character? Because he's like the antagonist and the protagonist of the movie. Like, I don't know what other movie has such, or story, source material, has such an arc. It's true. That just has... Like the biggest fucking payoff. It does. Every time you're here for it at the it's end. It's redemption, man. It's redemption. It's something yeah. that we all seek, but not all the time find, you know? Or to mm-hmm. think of somebody changing overnight. Like, so, segment, how many hauntings do you think <laughs> it would take for you <laughs> to be fully redeemed, Sean? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm as far gone as Scrooge. Um, you just you named yourself like, Todd. Yeah, <laughs> but Todd's not bad. No, he's not he's bad. just no. he's just we, a yuppie idiot. We don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like every time I watch a great Christmas Carol adaptation, yeah. I feel like I'm redeemed a little bit. So and that's like what two hours max. Yeah. So I feel like it could just be one night for me. Yeah, I think so. And. We don't know how long the ghosts spend with him. No. I mean, the ghost of Christmas past, for all we know, that could be his entire past. That could be 60 years right. that he experiences in one night. Um, exactly. Which in, I, I would argue he kind of does. Yeah. Um, and the ghost of Christmas present, I mean, it, yes, it's just one day, but it's so many vantage points from that one day. It's got to take longer than a day. And then the ghost of Christmas future... Who knows how long that takes? I don't know. I think he's stuck in some like interstellar time warp. I think so too. When he's doing these, I, I think the he's, Ghost of Christmas he's out there Past. For a long time. I think Ghost of Christmas Past is an alien creature that comes down from another dimension. <laughs> takes, I like where you headed with this. Takes yeah. he this alien this Christmas Past, if you want to call it that. It's called mm-hmm. many other things in other dimensions. But in our dimension, <laughs> it's called Christmas Fast. It controls time yeah. and space itself. Okay. It can do whatever it's it wants. It's a fourth dimensional being. It's a fourth dimensional yeah. being. It can do whatever it wants. Yeah. And I think that, honestly, why did they choose? I don't know why they chose him to be. I don't know. And it's funny to, to like think, what did Marley do to get this to happen? You know, because this is because of Marley that it happened. 
yeah, yeah. I think Marley saw such potential in Scrooge. And I think that's why it's such a powerful story because you look to someone with such wealth and power. Mm. Like, oh my God, if I was them, I could do X, Y, and Z. And so you always live vicariously. Like, you know, everyone loves to spend their lotto winnings vicariously. Right. I think it's the same effect. You see someone of such potential. And by that, I mean money, which is almost the same thing nowadays. Yeah. Sad to say. But I feel like you have someone with such potential that it makes the perfect foil. And if you make that person rotten to the core and they get redeemed in the course of one night that we perceive as the audience. Right. I, I think it's such a powerful, powerful story to go to the worst of the worst to turn him into Mother Teresa. Exactly. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, that's kind of what we get from the story is that he basically turns into Mother Teresa after this. Yeah. Good of man yeah. as any. Yeah. Who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Um, well, that's easy. It's Rizzo the Rat. Um, um, that's a good one. He has all the smart aleck, smart-ass responses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live for all of his lines. Um, I, I, li- the, I literally uh, live for them. If they, yeah. if they weren't around, <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know why we would even be here. <laughs> he's When he's asking... Go ahead. When he's asking... Uh, when he's asking Gonzo to to prove it, he's like, "I know the story of Christmas Carol like the back of my hand." <laughs> oh yeah, prove it. <laughs> well, there's a little word on my back of yeah. his hand. <laughs> yeah, and then the the fact that he's looking for the pack of jelly beans. I don't. It's just such a throwaway it's bit. So good. The two of the them the together. Like I have a note that's yeah. just like Gonzo and Rizzo. Like those guys mm-hmm. hilarious the whole running gag where rizzo gets hurt for some reason usually because of gonzo <laughs> is hilarious <laughs> hilarious um <laughs> my this is let's do this segment right now what's your favorite line yeah. because it's going to be rizzo and for me <laughs> it's like two lines in one but you got to have context so rizzo's like there are two things in this life I hate heights and jumping from them. And then Gonzo's like, too late now. Come on, I'll catch you. And Rizzo's like, God save my little broken body. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's a really good part of the movie. I love his stupid New York accent. I know. Um, my favorite line for the movie is not even by Rizzo or Gonzo, but it's by a rat. Um, it's all the bookkeepers that help you know, <laughs> yeah, that yes. helped Bob Cratchit right. in 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 Scrooge's office, and he's like, they're talking about how cold it is, and Scrooge said, "How would they like to be on the unemployment line?" <laughs> and uh, and then they all transform into like some Polynesian yeah, yeah, flower, yeah. and like the heat wave. Heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> that part gets me every fucking time. I oh, laughed hard about it. I was man. watching it the other night and I was like, God damn it, why does it seem cracking up so much? <laughs> so much, dude. And every time I, I watch love it, all the rats that help out Bob Cratchit. We <laughs> we have totally bypassed the whole music part of this whole movie. So let's talk let's get let's into talk it. about it. Let's talk about it. So the music was uh arranged by Paul Williams. It's not 
John Williams' brother that I was like really hoping to find that Jim. <laughs> but he did pick up a Grammy nom you for this. You thought there would be a connection. I thought. I was oh, like, shit. Oh, he should have. Yeah, should have been. Jeez. But no, it's some dude mm-hmm. from like Indiana or some shit. Um, mm-hmm. So what's your, uh, what's your favorite song or performance from this one? Um, oh God, there's so many. Um, it's probably a tie. I know it's a cop out. You wanted one answer. I'm going to give you two. Mm-hmm. It's probably a tie between there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Yep. Um, because I, Kermit's voice is inherently funny. Yep. So every time he's talking about only one more mm-hmm. sleep till Christmas, like it's, that's a good one, dude. I'll give you like seven and a half on that one. And it's, <laughs> it's a great, great musical number. Yeah, and I really, really, really like when Marley and Marley visit Scrooge to tell him about. I love that the, one. The hauntings and the, we're Marley and Marley. <laughs> That's the one that gets stuck. That's the sticking one. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I'm like, yep. God, sitting there, Marley and Marley. <laughs> yeah, abolition that is greed. <laughs> They took they took some liberties because you know just one character, just one Marley too. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah, yeah they had to do a they duo had to shoehorn for Waldorf yep. and Statler. They had to get him in. Yep, and it was great, and I don't regret anything. No, and I love that song so fucking much. <laughs> it's such a good one. I will say the 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 performance and the cadence of the opening act is impressive. Scrooge is getting worse. Yes. There yeah. goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Mm-hmm. Grimm. Yep. Yeah. I love You know what line gets me for that every time is no cheeses for, for us Mises. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there's really no like no all spots. No, there's not. Speaking in this movie, like every single musical act, yeah, in this movie is like, oh shit! And now we got this one. You know? I know, I know. Well, yeah. it's interesting. Every so single one is good. When I was like researching this, they s- said that several songs were written and performed that never made it to the cutting floor, including one what? by Bell, the you know, um, Scrooge's love interest. Love interest, right? Scrooge. Yeah. Yep. Um, that they were going to add that one back into this like 30th anniversary edition on Disney plus. I haven't seen any like advertisements about it or anything like that, but whoa, maybe it's just going to like appear in there. We need to, I didn't see it. It wasn't in the one I watched. Yeah. Same. Well, I have my, mine is on uh DVD DVD and, uh, I don't remember seeing anything no. like that with Bell. But there's actually several songs. If you go on Spotify and you listen to the soundtrack, there's actually several of them that never made it into the movie. But you're not missing much, is what I'm going to say. They did a great, they did a right. good job just keeping. I'd say the Bell's song is probably decent enough to add back into it. But the other ones, I'm like, they're good, they're catchy, but I can see why they cut them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, usually if it made it on the cutting room floor for a musical, it probably was supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, so, the one of the parts that's a little bit different 
is at the end when Scrooge uh, has Christmas dinner in the original book. He goes to his nephew's house and has Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is they're just about to do that joke again. And then in steps Scrooge. Um, right. But in this one, uh, Bob Cratchit has to have fucking Christmas dinner with his asshole boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> who yesterday was a real dick. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but it might take me a little bit longer than five minutes to in, be ready to have the singing boss that's changed. <laughs> but you're not like, you're not at the pure, like, amazing humanity level that Bob Cratchit that's is. That's true. So, you know, I mean, I can't. You might yeah. need to be visited by the ghosts of past president and future to be fully redeemed I, you're not on bob cratchit's level he's already there you know sean it's gonna take more than one <laughs> i'm gonna need a couple how many hauntings would it take for you probably three <laughs> probably three you know yeah because i'm just not gonna get it like i don't think michael kane <laughs> got it i think halfway through the movie you're, he's still asking like what's going on and you're like have you not got it? But this is about you. Like this is your life. Do you not understand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, man. Uh, I I really like that change in the Muppet Christmas Carol because in Christmas Carol, yeah, he has lunch with his or dinner. I'm sorry, with his nephew. Um, but in Muppet, he has it with Bob Cratchit. Yeah, and, he does. Um, gotta say, I kind of like the ending of Muppet better than the book and other movie adaptations. Ah, it is. I I love the ending of it. I will say that as funny as I find it, I will agree with you that when you watch it mm-hmm. and other things, it's almost a little bit of a disappointment because you're like, yeah, who, I mean, it would have meant more to Bob Cratchit, but I mean, he, you know, he does send him like a turkey, <laughs> a huge turkey. Yeah. yeah a goose. Um, or you're right, Turkey. But you want to see that connection yeah. with Scrooge and Tiny Tim because, you know, you see them and that's one of the big right. turning points for Scrooge is that does Tiny Tim make it? And they're like, right. well, I don't fucking know. You tell us that, you piece of shit. Right, exactly. So Call him a piece of shit again. Present, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Christmas present and future kind of flip him on that. And the payoff in Muppet Christmas Carol when he finally gets to connect them is huge. It is. I love it. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Oh, I I like that. I like that. It is. It's a little yeah. bit more of a um, like a finale. You know, like it all comes back full circle yeah. kind of thing. Where the nephew, it's not about the nephew. The nephew comes in, and you know, he's just kind of there to. He's his plot device in the in the movie is just to show how much Scrooge hates Christmas, mm-hmm. and Bob Cratchit. And Tiny Tim are the reason he ends up loving Christmas, which is why we like that a whole lot more. Yeah, it's just a bigger payoff, I feel yeah. like, as an audience. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone sympathizes with Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah. And if you don't, you're yeah. an asshole. You are, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
do we like the baby Kermit version of Tiny Tim in this movie? Is he the best Tiny Tim? Uh, baby Kermit, Tiny Tim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. He's up there, yeah. right? I think he's the best Tiny Tim. Yeah. 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 This movie has the best so many characters. I know. It has... It has the best Scrooge. It does. Because Michael Caine... It's close. I mean, there's lots of other great Scrooges because that's obviously the entire crux of the entire story. So you got to have a good Scrooge. Right. I think Michael Caine takes it. He edges it out. He does. Yeah. Um, Kermit is a good Bob Cratchit. I don't know if he's the best. Um, No, I don't think he's the best Bob Cratchit. Um, Yeah, I did watch recently the one of Jim Carrey. The Robert Zemeckis one. I think Gary Oldman does a pretty good job. I think I was going to say Bob Cratchit from that one. Um, yeah. 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 I would say that. Yep. So it's trying to think back like this movie. I don't think there's anybody else that is just as nice of a Bob Cratchit. Well, Bobcat Goldwaith plays uh, Bob Cratchit in Scrooged and he's good because that movie is supposed to be kind of cynical and it's kind of a cynical take yeah, yeah. on Bob Cratchit, but he just doesn't have the heart. You no. need that like gut punch at the end with tiny Tim. And it just, that movie doesn't deliver that much in regards to the tiny Tim actual Scrooge has a heart connection. Right. This movie runs away with it. And yeah. Baby Kermit. <laughs> just, I want to, oh, the Christmas goose, uh, the goose, uh, the goose. <laughs> Like Christmas goes. So, Sean. Yes. You're having Christmas dinner with your boss. Who would you rather have Christmas dinner with? Scrooge or Frank Shirley from Christmas Vacation? Now, question. Mm-hmm. Is this Scrooge pre or post redemption? That's and a... is this Frank Shirley pre or post redemption? Well, since it's Christmas, technically, they would both be redeemed. So, redeemed. Yeah. The redeemed Scrooge. Oh. Yes. And redeemed Frank Shirley from Christmas Vacation. Right. Yes. Um, that's a pretty easy one. I'm going Frank Shirley. Um, I don't want to have Christmas dinner with some guy who just discovered like whatever. God, <laughs> higher power, the Christmas spirit. That's too much to take. That's you a lot. Dude. That's a lot of questions. Baggage. Yeah why you discover this you can discover yourself on your own time i feel like redeemed frank shirley has uh more of a grasp on reality and he didn't change yeah. that much right. he just made an accounting change he honestly. did <laughs> honestly he did he just just like i'm gonna make a ceo yeah. decision right now right? and that's what he did he makes a business decision he just yeah made an executive uh, under decision the threat of violence yes well of course and he kind of seemed like he was a, a little bit of a uh, a wisecrack. Um, he seemed like he might be, and, yeah. But I bet she's got some good stories. So, right? I feel like that's someone better to have dinner with than Mr. Scrooge who just found himself for the first time. Like, you know what? Take a year's sabbatical, Scrooge, and yeah. figure your whole fucking situation right. out and then come to right. me. You know, I don't want to deal with you on day one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just already, time. like, you know, back then... It'd be like, I'm, dude, listen, I lost three toes last winter to frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> and consumption and, consu- and whatever my fucking, other old my, timey My goddamn diseases. kid is just, he's coughing his damn lungs out. 
all day long. Yeah. <laughs> He's sick. I got to carry him around. My back hurts. I ain't got proper feet, f- shoes, you know? <laughs> and you think that after yeah. a night, you just come in here with your fucking sing, 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 I'm singing. And your goddamn roast turkey. That is good. We're going to eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just too yeah. much, man. That's a lot of questions. That's too much. a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, especially for the... I mean, Bob Cratchit is a fully realized individual, so obviously he would take that much better than we would. Correct. But the question is, who would we rather have dinner with? Right? Yeah, and it would so. be Frank Shirley. Frank Shirley. Okay, good. We're on the yeah. same page. No, it is. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I have a lot in common with Scrooge, but I, I think that I could find more in common with Frank, Frank Shirley, honestly. Agree. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up both movies here for mm-hmm. us. Um, Wayne, we're, we're going to try to get this out before Christmas, right? For the listeners at home. Uh, that's completely up to you, Sean. We're going to get it out before Christmas. <laughs> we're going to do that. Um, we're going to get it out before Christmas. Yeah. We will. I don't have any listener questions for us today, but we will have them on the next episode, which we've yet to decide. But we're going to do something big. It's going to blow your socks off at home. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Um, so, <laughs> so signing off here for Utah Gimme 2, this is Sean Murray. Wayne, say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, you know what? I'm forgetting something. Mario told me today, shout out to my friend Mario, that I think your stage name should be Chocolate Wayne. Why should why remember Chocolate Rain? Remember Chocolate Rain. Oh my god. I think you should be Chocolate Wayne. We're on to something so here. Maybe next time we start off, you'll be Chocolate Wayne. I don't know. Just to throw it Do out. Do I there. need to cover myself in chocolate? No. Absolutely. You just need to drop your voice one to two octaves. Can I do that and also cover myself in chocolate? Absolutely. Roger that. Absolutely. Doing it now. Okay. All right. Well, we are signing off here. Until next episode, you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Come on, Parker. Utah, give me two.